to Health Perspectives Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Moore, and it's a Friday afternoon, and boy, have we got a topic for you today. We are going to talk about something very specific. We're going to be talking today about pelvic floor dysfunction after having a baby. So we've got a lot to talk about. And I'm so happy I have some really knowledgeable guests with me today. We have Gentry Hunt, who's the Director of Mother Baby, Pediatric, and Women's Health and Lactation, because she's got a lot on her plate. And then we also have Natalie Edwards, who is a physical therapist and has some very specific experience um, with our topic today. So... Really, I would love to just start out just by explaining a little bit more about that mouthful that I just said, pelvic floor dysfunction. What does that really mean, Natalie? Yeah, so pelvic floor dysfunction is actually kind of a group um, of different diagnoses, and it actually expands beyond just the postpartum um, population. This, you know, men can have pelvic floor dysfunction, pediatrics, and things, but today we're going to be focused on that specific population of postpartum women and how um, they have some symptoms sometimes after having a baby that we categorize as pelvic floor dysfunction. Um, some common ones, just to throw out some diagnosis that are specific, would be like stress urinary incontinence, pelvic organ prolapse, um, pelvic pain, things like that just to generalize. Yeah. So it sounds like it could really cover a lot. So let's maybe start, well, let's just talk a little bit about the role of physical therapy and what what role that can play during pregnancy and even after having a child. Yeah. So in pregnancy, if you think about, you know, pregnant women have this growing baby inside of them. And so certain things, certain movements, everything changes, right? Your center of mass is now shifted forward. Um, There's increased laxity of the ligaments and joints. And so there's different pains and ailments that come with that, right? Back pain, um, hip pain, things like that. And so that's something, you know, you can see a physical therapist for those pains um, and those issues. And then in postpartum, we're recovering from tissue damage, right? Whatever kind of delivery it was, um, vaginal or abdominal, different, you know, either way, um, there's been some damage to tissue that might require um, physical therapists to help heal and help with pain management in the meantime for those patients. So you see patients both while they're in the hospital and do you see them on an outpatient basis? I see them in the hospital and there are several outpatient resources that work on the outpatient side of things. Gotcha. And and I'll say that this kind of started because when Natalie got out of school, she was very passionate about this. And and when she started working in the hospital, saw that there was an opportunity that we were really missing with this patient population. So she reached out to me in December of 2020, and we really just kind of worked together to build this program, make sure our patients were getting what they needed. Because so many things that happen to you after a baby, you just think it's, oh, because I had a baby. But mm-hmm. what you don't realize is there's therapy, there's things that you can do to help your body recover properly so that you don't have those long-term uh, effects. I'm really glad you shared that because that's so important when you're working in healthcare and trying to help people. Who better to understand what's going on with patients than somebody on the front line like Natalie who saw that specific need and kind of brought it forward. So good job. 
Okay, so let's talk a little bit specifically about cesarean section, kind of how that affects the body, and why it's important to follow precautions afterward. Yeah, so this is the primary population that I'm seeing in the hospital right now, um, because as you know, C-section is a major surgery that affects the abdominal muscles. So a lot of times, these women afterwards have a lot of pain with things that they need to be able to do every day, right? Picking up their baby, being able to get out of the bed, things like that. And we forget that those abdominal muscles are required and used for so many of those activities. Um, And so there are modifications that need to be made in order to, you know, ensure that those muscles heal appropriately, right? If there was another surgery, like a shoulder or a knee or something, there would be precautions those patients would have to take, movements to avoid doing to allow that tissue to heal properly within the healing window. And I think we've just overlooked that for a long time. And, you know, people go home and they can't do certain things or they do certain things with pain. So if we can show them how to do those movements and have less pain by not using their abdominal muscles as much, giving them an alternative, I guess, um, we can really help them with their quality of life after baby. Yeah. And that really goes into being able to bond with your baby and breastfeeding comfortably and just your overall well-being. When when you're in a lot of pain and, and you're still having to take care of that baby, that is hard. Yes. So giving them any tools, um, helping empower them to know what's normal, what's not, um, how they're supposed to move um, to decrease that, it really sets them up for a, a more successful recovery. Yeah, and something that I really keyed in on that you said a minute ago, Gentry, was saying that, you know, sometimes women, they don't even realize that that pain, that's not normal. You know, some pain is might be normal, but not all pain. So well, that's and important. The, one of the most common things that we hear, you know, women say is, well, you know, when I run, I pee on myself. When I um, exercise, I leak. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's because I had babies. Well, what we don't understand, and what to this point is that while that's very common, it's not normal, yes. and it's not okay. And there's things that we can do to help that. Great message. That's right. So, Natalie, can you tell us a little bit about what pelvic floor therapy really entails? Yeah, so that was, um, like I said earlier, it is a a broad spectrum, but to kind of really focus in on the postpartum part of pelvic floor physical therapy, these are physical therapists who specialize in the muscles of the pelvic floor. So retraining those muscles on how to work properly, when they should be activating and things like that. Um, And also looking at a lot of these therapists are also trained in obstetric and pregnancy side of things as well. So they can help moms with, you know, the pains that they're having in pregnancy, like I said, from the hips and backs and things, um, as well as if any of that is residual after delivery, in addition to or separate from actual pelvic floor dysfunction, like Gentry had kind of talked about with the leaking with exercise and those kind of pelvic floor specific disorders. So y'all are probably going to laugh, but I'm trying to sit here and imagine what physical therapy exercises would really look like. I mean, is there a way to even describe it? For pelvic floor? Yeah. So they actually are trained to assess the tone of the pelvic floor. So it's not a gynecological exam, but it is an assessment of those muscles and how they're able to 
activate or not. Um, and so there's different things that they go through to either, you know, if there's a weakness of the pelvic floor, they work on strengthening those muscles. And if there's, sometimes it's, that's not the case. It's actually that the muscles are um, too tight and then they help with down training those muscles. So getting them to relax properly. And so I do want to clarify that that piece is not what we do inpatient because they've just gone through a delivery, but that may be something that uh, they experience outpatient if they are having any of these pelvic floor um, dysfunction symptoms. Um, but Natalie does do some some major education yeah. and then also some um, movements that she can speak to with our C-section patients. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so what are some of the reasons that someone would need that pelvic floor physical therapy while they're in the hospital? Yeah, so the pelvic floor physical therapy piece would be after the hospital, right? So um, once they've left, they've gone home, and this could be, again, or when they're pregnant. We could see a pelvic floor therapist when you're pregnant just because they're post their pregnancy and obstetric also trained. Um, so it's not just pelvic floor. I know that's kind of confusing, but um, they specialize in this population is what I should say. So somebody who would need pelvic floor physical therapy, you know, would be referred six weeks out after their physician has cleared them, of course. Um, if they're having symptoms like pelvic pain, um, stress urinary incontinence, which is that leaking with coughing, laughing, you know, running, jumping, anything that increases pressure on the pelvic floor and causes someone to lose urine, then that's stress urinary incontinence. Um, things like, I said pelvic pain already, pain with intercourse is another one that a lot of people don't seek help for. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously if they're having any of that residual hip, low back pain, um, abdominal pain from their C-section and, you know, now they've been out for six weeks, they can ask their, their OB to refer them for this pelvic floor physical therapy. Very good. So what, I guess, what could a patient really expect when they are, are, yeah. are here with us? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so that's a good question. So um, while they are here with us, and I'm going to let Natalie elaborate since that's what she does every day, but mm -hmm. we are having her see all of, our, all of our C section patients. Any vaginal deliveries that we consider having an extensive tear, which Mm -hmm. um, for those that have had babies, that would be a third degree, a fourth degree. Mm -hmm. Anytime there's um, assistance with delivery with a vacuum. Um, so any of those that really just make the patient more high risk, that doesn't mean that our other vaginal deliveries that don't have those things can't also have issues. Um, and we are, that's part of the reason why we want to educate the community because those patients can also experience these things. But as inpatients here at this hospital, Natalie sees those C-sections and those high-risk um, vaginal deliveries. Got it. Yeah, so with the C-sections, um, I spent a lot of time with, with them because, like I said, it's a pretty major surgery that affects those abdominal muscles. So with them, I'm working on teaching them precautions, so certain positional movements to avoid doing that might put the abdominals, make them work too hard, basically, or anything that positionally could bother their incision, right? So certain movements, twisting movements, things like that, that are just uncomfortable for them. I, you know, 
bring awareness to it so that they can avoid it and do those movements without you know, provoking more pain. We don't want them to have more pain than they have to. So we go over some of those things um, as well as getting in and out of the bed is a big one because oftentimes at the hospital, patients rely very heavily on that hospital bed that adjusts for them. <laughs> and then they go home and their bed does not adjust for them, although some of them do. I had one today who had an adjustable bed. So you just never know. Um, but if you think about a flat bed and how most of us get out of the bed, we sit up. And we use our abs and do sit-ups, right? So we go over some alternatives to that to make sure that when they go home and they no longer have the crutch of a hospital bed, they, they can get out safely and in a way that's less painful for them and in a way that they can do more independently than needing help. Because some of these women, you know, their partner is tending to other kids and mom really needs to get up for whatever reason. We want her to be able to do it by herself if possible. So we look at that and make sure they're walking okay, go over some kind of gentle return to activity protocol. Um, and sometimes they have specific questions for me about their mode of exercise of choice. And we can talk about progression back to that once they're cleared by the physician, of course. So that's what I do with the C-sections. And then with our um, higher risk vaginal deliveries, doing a lot of education on what we talked about, those signs and symptoms to look out for that they really need to bring up to their OB and ask for that referral for pelvic floor physical therapy if they're experiencing those things. A lot of times, if it's not their first delivery, they they kind of laugh and they're like, yeah, okay, that would have been good to know <laughs> because they have experienced those things or they're having symptoms of pelvic pain you know, when they were pregnant and that oftentimes is residual. So we go over those things. I address any questions that they have if it's you know uncomfortable or whatever. They have questions about things that they've been afraid to bring up and um, we talk about that and also some positional things for offloading the pelvic floor and sitting and sleep positioning so that they have less pain when they're still pretty um, tender and sore. So. So it sounds like this is very specialized per your patient. What's going on with them? What what are their pain points or issues of concern? Right. And every woman is different. Everything mm -hmm. and every delivery is different. So sometimes, you know, and their history is different. They might have had a vaginal delivery and then a C-section or vice versa. Um, they might have labored and tried to push and then had to have the C-section. So everybody's different. And I really try to tailor each session you know, specific for that woman mm -hmm. and what her concerns are. And I just hope that they give me, they tell me everything. That way we can kind of talk through it. Yes, yes. And you alluded to this a little bit before, but um, when you were talking about once a woman is cleared to exercise, kind of what she should start with. And I guess something that maybe enters into that is how much she was exercising before um, she got pregnant or progressed in the pregnancy? Yeah, so that can be relevant, but I always encourage people to, they can start exercise programs whenever they want. But, um, after, you know, postpartum, typically, you know, the, the OB will clear the patient at six weeks, typically, I don't want to say 100%, but to return to all activity. Well, a lot of times women, they're kind of like, well, what do I do first, right? We don't necessarily want to jump full in on the most intense, high intensity interval exercise right away. Right. And a lot of times some women don't feel ready at six weeks. And so I always encourage people to not rush it. This is a, you know, a big, either way, vaginal delivery or abdominal deliveries, we call C-section sometimes either way, there's some major muscles affected. Um, and like other injuries to other 
joints um, and other areas of the body, usually there's a pretty strict return to exercise protocol for shoulders and things. We have very strict guidelines as therapists for when we can do certain movements. Um, that's not been the case historically with with postpartum moms. And so I think it's important that they take a graded approach to things, right? So starting lighter um, and progressing their way, not pushing in anything that's causing more pain. Um, that's really important. And definitely seeking pelvic floor physical therapist to help them with this protocol if it's something they're really passionate about. So people who are really into running or things like that, they might need a little more specialized advice for how to progress back into that safely. Um, and that's kind of, I always say a graded approach. One thing I want to mention is it's the things that are the most affected right you know, after delivery is something we call the upper can, which consists of the abdominals, the pelvic floor, and the diaphragm. They're all connected. And sometimes when one is affected, they all don't work together the way that they should. So I really love Pilates for that reason. I'm just going to plug Pilates because I really mm -hmm. believe in it yeah. because they really work on bringing awareness to the breath, the breathing, and um, the pelvic floor and using those, being able to engage those muscles. And I think that that's a really good place to start if you're postpartum um, because it can kind of help you start to realize if you can feel those muscles engaging appropriately, or if not, you might need to see somebody to help you with that. So, I mean, yeah, when you think about it, those abdominal muscles, <laughs> they really get stretched when you <laughs> are carrying that baby, and then you expect everything to go right back where it was before, and that's just not the way it is, is it? Not usually. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, definitely not. I think that's why uh, Natalie and I both are so passionate, just from, from me having my own kids, and this is just not a topic that people talk about. And no. it's... It's it's greatly still unknown by the general population that, you know, these things are exist and it's okay to talk about. It, it's okay to seek help. And so I think that's where we're at is just hoping that the community understands that they're not alone. This is common. There's help for it. And we even have help here in our area. Very important. And I'll just say I had my child 21 years ago and I need help getting my abs back still <laughs> well is there anything else that y'all would like to cover on the topic before we head out today I don't think so I think I think my my main um goal is just to to educate make sure patients uh seek help when they need it and um and just know that there is there is support. Very good. Yeah, I would just say make sure you, you ask your OB for that referral. If this sounds like something you might need or be interested in, or you just want to you know talk to one of these therapists, just get a consultation, ask the OB to refer you. Their ROBs are great about doing that. Um, and most it's taken by most insurances um, will cover this service. So very good to know. Well, I'm really glad we talked about this. As you said, it's something that doesn't get the attention maybe it should. So hope this was helpful for you all. And we are signing off and we'll see you next time on the Health Perspectives podcast.